0: You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. I'm Matt. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but for many, it is merely fiction. Join our conversations as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about our show or to contact us directly, visit our website at betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. And listener, you're joining us today for episode 157, and you being here and you hearing us is nothing short of a miracle, because what you don't know is that we've spent, I I think it's probably, yeah, it's the past hour and a half. We started at one o'clock. It's been uh, the past hour and a half we have been trying desperately to resolve technical difficulties in getting the podcast recorded, and... Only now, in the past minute or so, have we resolved them.
1: Well, y'all have been working on that. I've been working on my
0: sermon quietly in the
1: background. Oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But thank you for joining us, and thank you to all who have liked and subscribed. We've gotten a lot of messages recently about people affirming that they have given in to my insistence at Nathan's bullying, that Mm -hmm. they are now verified subscribers to the Better Than Fiction Bible podcast. Because all they had to do was hit the little plus mark, the checkbox, the heart sign on whatever platform it is that they have chosen. And they are getting notifications every Tuesday morning uh, when we release a new episode. I would like to give a shout out to Miss Linda Ford. who. Yeah,
1: I was, I was about to say welcome members of the FBC Tupelo media team.
0: Who <laughs> I don't know. Linda told asking, me this
2: morning. I saw her when I was walking in. She said, hey, I want you to know I'm a faithful podcast listener now. She said, "But I'm going to start at the beginning." So, Linda, you'll get this message about 3 years from now.
0: You you'll so, get this message uh, about 3 years. <laughs> but welcome. Even though, even though I say every single time exactly how to subscribe to the podcast, she sent us a message saying, "Okay, how do I do it? I'm ready mm-hmm. to subscribe. How do I do it?" So, but we are welcome okay Linda with that. 3 years from now because Hey, don't don't start a fight 3 years from
1: now,
2: Gandalf. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, I, I, to add something else, uh Friend of the show, Dr. Ronald Dr. Ronald Meeks of Blue Mountain Christian University. He was doing some uh some event down in the Jackson area, and it was some young guys in ministry that were being trained by some middle-aged guys in ministry. I can't remember the exact event, but one of the guys speaking said to the young guys, Hey, you need to expose yourself to healthy content, made book suggestions. And then he said, and good podcasts as well. And he said, the first thing that came out of this brother's mouth was the Better Than Fiction Bible podcast. And Ron said, oh my gosh, I know that podcast. I know those guys. And he said, it just blessed him. So, hey, whoever you are, thank you for fighting the good fight and (laughs) putting us out there. But anyway, today's going to be a fun episode, guys, because, you know, We already kind of know where this is going a little bit since we had an hour and a half to deal with technical difficulties. We got a little deeper in our discussion of exactly what we want this episode to look like. But it contains one of those uh, uh, subjects that, I don't know, has always fascinated me. But uh, there's a lot to see here. And then, probably not going to get into it this week, but one of those big aha moments absolutely occurred when we were... Prepping, prepping for this from Doctor Van Horn, and it was just so aha and so blatantly obvious that we were like, "How did we miss? Oh my goodness! Wow, the Bible's just so cool. We're dumb."
1: It, anytime I have uh, an aha moment, it makes me think of that cut scene at the end of *Coming to America* with uh, Eddie Murphy, and he's <laughs> you know he's he's it's it's the barber shop scene, and he tells the joke, "Vada, Vada, something's a matter with my soup." Uh I am sorry, sir, what's wrong? Is the soup too hot? Taste the soup. Is the soup too cold? Taste the soup. Sir, is it su- is it too salty? Is it too spicy? What is it? Taste the soup. All right, all right, I'll taste the soup. Where's the spoon? <laughs> 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 so any anytime <laughs> I ever see something that I that I'm convinced was there all along and I just didn't see, in addition to feeling, did I did I really read and pay attention to this in the past? I just like somewhere in my head I need you to know that there's that voice. Uh, I'll see what? myself out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but what, what section of scripture are we covering today? That's my question.
2: Mm-hmm. We are going to be in Genesis chapter 30, verses 25 through 36. Now, we're not going to be able to get all the way through this whole story, and we're going to stop and park. Uh... <laughs> imagine that this. yeah imagine but that. to go ahead and lo- you need to know some stuff that's going on here um uh on first glance it's about
1: flocks of sheep and goats on a deeper dig it's about laban being a snake mm. yeah, i knew it
2: in fact actually you knew i was
1: gonna make that joke
2: <laughs> no i just i, I knew Laban. Mm. i didn't like the guy actually I didn't yeah. like him just sitting here looking at it it'd be helpful if we got to the end of the chapter just to be able to draw from it from for our uh, our discussion uh, even though we will not be able to get through the chapter we're going to be in here for at least a couple of episodes but let's just read 25 to the end of the chapter yeah gandalf can you handle that
0: i can handle it cool all right this is genesis 30 25 through uh 42 or uh, 43 as always from the esv mm mm-hmm. As soon as Rachel had borne Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, Send me away that I may go to my own home and country. Give me my wives and my children from whom I have served you, that I may go, for you know the service I have given you. But Laban said to him, If I have found favor in your sight, I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. Name your wages, and I will give it. Jacob said to him, You yourself know, how I have served you, and how your livestock has fared with me. For you had little before I came, and it has increased abundantly, and the Lord has blessed you wherever I turned. But now, when, sh- when shall I provide for my own household also? He said, What shall I give you? Jacob said, You shall not give me anything. If you will do this for me, I will again pasture your flock and keep it. Let me pass through all your flock today by removing from it every speckled and spotted sheep, and every black lamb, and the spotted and speckled among the goats, and they shall be my wages, so my honesty will answer for me later, when you come to look into my wages with you, every one that is not speckled, and spotted among the goats, and black among the lambs, if found with me shall be counted stolen, Laban said, good, let it be as you have said, but that day Laban removed the male goats that were striped. And spotted, and uh, all the female goats that were speckled and spotted, every one that had white on it, and every lamb that was black, and put them in charge of his sons. And he set a distance of three days' journey between himself and Jacob, and Jacob pastured the rest of Laban's flock. Then Jacob took fresh sticks of poplar and almond and plane trees and peeled white streaks in them, exposing the white of the sticks." He set the sticks that he had peeled in front of the flocks in the troughs, that is, the watering places where the flocks came to drink. And since they bred when they came to drink, the flocks bred in front of the sticks, so the flocks brought forth striped, speckled, and spotted. And Jacob separated the lambs and set the faces of the flock toward the striped and all the black in the flock of Laban. He put down his own... He put, he put his own droves apart and did not put them with Laban's flock. Whenever the stronger of the flock were breeding, Jacob would lay the sticks in the troughs before the eyes of the flock and that they may breed among the sticks. But for fee- the feebler of the flock, he would not lay them there. So the feeble, feebler would be Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. Thus the man greatly increased, thus the man increased greatly and had large flocks, female servants and male servants and camels and donkeys.
2: Mm. You know what I'm grateful for today as we navigate this passage that we have a native Louisianian, uh, with us, uh, to help us navigate this subject. Okay, so
1: so I, let me just say this first by the end of that chapter, I'm like, I'm getting strong Aladdin vibes for Jacob. (laughs) Prince Ali, fabulous! He Ali Ababa, uh, uh, second. How about the? How about these family reunions? Right? Yeah, like,
2: that's right. How about La- so- Laban? <laughs> like Laban? Like as soon to- as the conversation's over, yeah, let's uh let's take those spotted sheep out and striped ones and put them on a three uh, days journey from everybody.
1: Uh, yeah, like Goodness uh, gracious. It's it's. I love how the passage starts. Um. It's like, oh, now that we've temporarily resolved the drama between uh, Rachel and her sister, we can go back to the drama between Jacob and Laban. Um, (laughs) To to that point, though, it is interesting, you know, Jacob came here for a wife, right? That's the start of this journey. And now that the wife he wanted all along, as soon as she has a child, he's ready to go home. Like. Like, let's let's not miss that in the broad sweep of the Genesis story, because, man, why are these guys going to be so jealous of Joseph?
2: Yeah. So, uh, th- there's there's just a lot going on here. The reason I say it's good to have the the man from Louisiana here is, Nathan, why don't you tell us what you know about
1: voodoo? Not much. I was born on seminary campus. Oh, okay. Di- dis- disappointment. The dark dis- arts. Disappointment.
2: I, like does like seeing The Princess of the Frog count? Like I saw that movie with my kids. Tatiana? The Shadow Man. <laughs> the shadow Man, uh Mama Hootie, all of those. Um Yeah, like so,
1: my, my 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 New Orleans uh cultural identity goes about as deep as uh beignets and appreciation for crawfish. <laughs> so uh,
2: Gandalf, why do you think I would say something like voodoo? Like that seems pretty I, I already, pretty shocking. I you probably Picked it out.
0: Yeah, I already know. I know when I when I read that Laban had learned by divination that the Lord had blessed him because of Jacob. Yeah. I knew. I was like, this is what Matt wants to talk about. Matt, can I? How did you know?
1: I I don't want to sound all uh, I don't want to sound like a diviner, but I knew even before we started reading. It's like I have this I have this latent internal compass, and I'm like, Matt has not had something weird to talk about in the Bible in X many episodes. It's coming. <laughs> It's coming. Hold. We're there. Okay. This is going <laughs> to yeah, be the that, day. That's right. Oh, my God. Weird topics. Guy strikes again. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. 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 So, anyway, there, there's clearly a lot going on here that um, is not just family matters. And there is this particular word that we want to talk about. It's found in verse 27. In fact, let me read it to you again. But Laban said to him, if I have found favor in your sight, I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. Okay, so there's, before we talk about divination, it's amazing that even people who are not in the family of Abraham, this is another Abimelech moment. This is, wow, we see that God has blessed you. So we kind of won in on that blessing. Like, yeah, Laban, this,
1: by the way, this is this is that language, right? Yes. By
2: you, all the families of the earth
1: will be blessed. That's right. Even the ones even the ones who take dishonest advantage right. of you.
2: Laban is ripping him off, but he's like, yeah, but you are you are kind of lucky he's like an amulet or something you're the goose that builds the golden flock yeah yeah so and so it's interesting though when we see this word divination so uh, this is the first occurrence is it not uh oh that's a good question uh in this form yeah yeah i don't i don't I, i wasn't trying
1: to give anything away yeah Uh, this is the first time we see this translation of this root.
2: let me ask it that way yeah 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 that's right but so uh uh, gandalf nathan what do you all think when you see a word like divination like what images Uh, come to mind yeah what images come to mind it's not a word that we use a whole lot like you
1: like you, you think about like the movies where they're like casting animal bones into a pot or something like that Mm-hmm. Um, or... I, I'm
0: thinking of growing up in northeast Mississippi. All of the billboards for like the like trailer park palm readers oh. that would be like
2: everywhere. Yeah, tarot cards. You know,
1: and we're back to New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I like. Okay. I, I think of the like. I, every now and then, I'll hit up a, a like. I like a craving for sushi or something like that, mm-hmm. and you always get the fortune cookie with your bill. And you get like a fortune and you get some lucky numbers. And now there's a link. If you don't like your fortune, you can go to a website and get an alternate fortune for the day.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> which which tells you all you need to know.
2: <laughs> so Gandalf, you've heard me talk about this before. Is yes. what does the word revelation mean? Not word divination, revel- but revelation or the word apocalypse. What is that?
1: Oh, I um, like where you're going. That's
0: special knowledge that's given. That's right. Yeah. Apocalypse
1: so, is an unveiling. Apocalypse is when God pulls back the curtain. That's right.
2: So when people receive revelation, God is the instigator of of what is being revealed. When people practice divination it is the opposite of revelation they're trying
0: to sneak a peek that's it so it it's it's the difference between the curtain coming up and trying to like put your ear to the door so to speak
1: yeah like we we talked about this with babel and pentecost right mm-hmm. uh pentecost is god coming down and everyone understands mm-hmm. babel is them trying to pierce the heavens it's a different form of the same thing i mean that's they're not the same thing but they're it's analogous in that sense right right um Uh, Incarnation, revelation is is God bringing something into our domain. The sin of Babel and the sin of Eden, let's make that transition. The sin sin of Eden is trying to enter into God's domain, whether that's physically or in knowledge. Like This is taking us back to, if I'm picking up what Matt's laying down, this is taking us back to the Garden of Eden. It's not the tree of good and evil, it's the tree of the The
2: knowledge. knowledge
1: of good and evil. So Man. it is
2: practicing something. And interestingly enough, fellas, is that in the ancient world, divination was frequently practiced by consuming something. Now, that's it, it was Man, true that's, that's that huge. divination could occur by th- the throwing of dice or die, the casting of lots, like from bones. Uh, it, it could also be ex- examining the, the spots on the liver of a goat. Shadow Uh, man. Yeah, really weird and bizarre stuff. But however, many times it is a common ritual. Yeah. It is consuming something. There's pagan practice. It's consuming something in order to have a spiritual experience to gain knowledge from what you perceive to be the other side. To to provide a very memorable Hollywood example of us children born in the 80s. Kendall, were you born in the 80s? I was not. Okay. Born in on... Okay. Oh, oh man. Wow. But from a movie from the 80s, the one that was on VHS tape when Nathan and I were kids, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. You remember?
0: Oh, I know that.
2: Oh, Indy drank the juice. And then all of a sudden, he started seeing all kind of crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was not just a ritual anymore. It was a spiritual experience and he had to be woken up by having the the torch. You know, they burned him and he woke up from his crazy state, stuff like that. Well, so divination in the Old Testament is a big deal. It is a big deal. And Israel is told to stay a million miles from it. In fact... A lot of those verses that we read and we're like, well, that's really weird. Like, what's that all about? Let me just read to you Leviticus 19, 26. Okay. And just a few verses here and just listen to where this falls. You shall not eat any flesh with blood in it. You shall not interpret omens or tell fortunes. The same idea of practicing divination, same language. You shall not round off the hair on your temples or mar the edges of your beard. You shall not make any cuts on your body for the dead or tattoo yourselves. I am the Lord. Now, what's interesting in the New Testament, at least regarding the whole meat issue and how it can be consumed, but the question is in the New Testament, if it was used uh, for some pagan ritual, if you bought the meat after it was used for that purpose, but did not participate in the pagan ritual, could you Buy that discounted meat as a believer and still be okay. Like that was, that was a big question there. But why are those regulations there in the first place? The regulations there in the first place is because pagan worship surrounds the idea of divination. Pagan worship where it is totally different, totally different from the worship of Yahweh. Yahweh has come down to Israel pagan worship yeah. is seeking to get up yeah it's-
1: Yahweh and by the way by the way um don't miss the we've talked and I will talk about this every chance I get because it's a big theme in scripture mm-hmm. man some of God's most important revelations involve a meal it's yes it's, it's it's when it's when uh, Abraham hosts the angelic visitors mm-hmm. um that that hey a year from now you're gonna be you're going to have the child of promise. It's right on the cusp of God setting His free people free uh, and preparing them for the revelation at Sinai, Passover meal, before Jesus goes to the cross. You don't have to divine the will of God and the character of God. This is my body; it is for you. Mm. This cup is the new covenant that is in my blood. Right? Uh, it is. It is. It is a revelatory context, yes. uh, not a divinizing context for the. And by the way, meals have. It's easy to overlook the spiritual quality of meals, biblically speaking.
2: Hey, before I say this next part, Nathan, connect the dots with us linguistically back to Eden on this word.
1: Yeah, because because I'm going to be honest. Is very if, helpful. I'm, if, I, if I'm a casual listener to the Better Than Fiction Bible uh, podcast and I've got my English Bible in front of me, I'm, I'm asking right now, this, this, is, this is interesting stuff from weird topics guy, Matt, but what in the world does that have to do with the passage? Again, we root this all the way back in Eden, because in Eden, what happens? The serpent has the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It's knowledge that God has put off limits, and he does this to open their eyes, to give them forbidden knowledge that God did not want them to have. God knows that when you eat of the fruit of the tree, you'll be like God, knowing good and evil, or God's knowing good and evil. Um, uh, this eye-opening experience involving forbidden knowledge, it hinges on the serpent, right? Yes. Um, serpentine imagery is often very common with this divinization stuff Matt's been discussing. And lo and behold, when you get to Genesis 30 and you have the first instance of divination as such, what is the Hebrew word uh, root of the word divination? It is nakash, the very same word translated serpent in Genesis 3. Right. Um. So
2: that's probably not nothing. That's, yeah, so... The The whole idea, though, when you understand that that original sin, it was not just the eating of fruit, it was the gaining of illicit knowledge, well, or, and, or, and or, or, a, or it, the gaining of knowledge illicitly. Let me say it that well,
1: way. Yeah, and, well, and it's it's the context, it, it is the context of lumping. In other words, in either instance, uh, Revelation often has a food component, biblically speaking, mm-hmm. but... In the in the broader world, divination often had a food component. There was always a a, a consuming thing, um, and so that goes. I'm, we're just saying that goes all the way back, all the way. Gandalf,
2: like as our cultural expert, like yes. this actually is something that is a word for our generation and time, because like when I was a kid, you didn't hear much about this, but now, like you have people. Like who's the famous actress from Transformers? Uh, Megan Fox, you know, being interviewed on television talking about traveling to Central America and drinking ayahuasca to have some kind of divination experience by piercing the veil, so to speak, of the unseen world. Mm -hmm. And
0: well, I mean, and you—it's everywhere. The Joe Rogan podcast for more than three episodes. Somebody's talking about it. Where where somebody's talking about taking some kind of crazy drug to have some kind of experience to learn something about yourself or the universe or something of that nature.
2: So it's important to realize is that when we think about, because this is one of those things, we live post-enlightenment, okay? And when we think about ancient idolatry. Prove it, prove it. We're like, what in the world were they so caught up in all of these ancient temple worship and worshiping of statues and blah 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 what a bunch of crazy people like where why did they believe or think this is real but in these temples they practiced divination where they were having these spiritual experiences whether or not go ahead yeah meanwhile we've gone all the
1: way from hieroglyphics all the way back to emoticons and emojis (laughs) (laughs) that's that's right so i mean that's a different version of the same thing like those those
2: silly ancients here's our version of it (laughs) exactly so there is a reason that uh israel is told not to mess around with divination well and
1: again look at look at the passage look at the whole thing the whole thing is about um, sneaky people in the same family trying to get an upper hand on each other. Mm-hmm. God is with Jacob so much so that Jacob, being in Laban's camp, prospers Laban. Laban no. doesn't go anywhere, but if he if he is going to go somewhere, Laban wants to get the upper hand on him. Okay, Jacob, you got a you got a God working for you. Let me see if I can get a God working for me. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: So what's interesting is when you you look down at verse 37, though, the whole idea of taking the fresh poplar sticks and almond plane trees and peeled white streaks in them and stuff like that, like an ancient person reading that is going to say, oh, well, he's practicing witchcraft. Like he, he is doing, he is, he is attempting to do something. We think scientifically, they don't, they think supernaturally. They look at this and they see hmm something supernatural is 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 taking place here. Now we're, what's interesting the text is silent because we don't know like was Jacob told to do this by God? Uh because I mean God frequently gives strange instructions for his people to do things. Is but... is Jacob is Jacob still on his redemption arc? Where is where is he, you know? That's that's a
1: great he, question. He has he hasn't wrestled with the man of God. We're still all Ooh, up in the family that drama. That is a
2: Nathan. That is such a that's a good reflection on that. But so here is another thing, Nathan. I know we're going to get into this in the next episode. Do what? what let's have a time check. Where are we here in our? Do we have time to get into the 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 big aha of Nathan, or do we need to save that for next episode? Let's save it. Let's we save it.
0: we got to save it for uh, the next time because we're we're running a two minute warning here.
2: Gotcha. Well, they apparently know the future not by divination, but by simply watching the recording counter. But um, <laughs> there there is oh, we're leaving that in the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's so right, professional. Um. But anyway, this is not going to be the last time we see divination talked about in Genesis, and it's going and it's it's going to reoccur.
1: It's also not going to be the last time
2: that you have snakes. Uh, don't don't play practice around. divination. Don't play around and don't with do that drugs. kind of stuff. Don't do drugs. Like this is where this stuff is all connected back to here. Like for instance, that section that I read. In Leviticus, it was all a part of ancient practice of witchcraft and divination, which goes straight back to Satan himself. Now, there's more to stay on subjects like that, but that's what this stuff has its roots in. And so because we need to be sober-minded and alert, because our adversary, the devil, roams about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour.
1: You've got me thinking of uh, the water boy, um, uh, Bobby Boucher's mom, anything, you know, that's the devil. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But but in this passage, it may actually be.
2: Yes, that's right.
0: You don't have to practice divination to know when a new episode of the Better Than Fiction Bible podcast has released. You can have special revelation from your phone's notification. If only you would like and subscribe to our show. That way you'll be blessing yourself by knowing when a new episode is out and you'll be blessing us by telling the algorithm that this is worthwhile content. If you believe that, hit that like and subscribe button to help us spread the podcast even farther. We will be back next week and we'll be talking about, uh, we'll be talking about sheeps, sticks and white uh, white stripes, all that stuff. So, mm. And Nathan's big aha. Uh-huh. And Nathan's big aha. Uh-huh.
1: Don't, don't set them up for disappointment. <laughs> no, it's good.
0: It's good. So, have a great week. See you next time.
2: Shalom. All right.